Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas and time for another Texas Homegrown Music. My guests today are Dawn and Hawks, the most tremendous, talented couple I've met in a long time. These two played at the Kessler last October, and I had to have them on the show, so I became that crazy stalker that ran to the table and snatched their numbers, and here we are. We finally got them on the show today, so I don't want to take up too much time, but we're getting ready to celebrate one of my favorite times of the year, which is Valentine's, a time where we recognize the love that we share and the love that we receive and the love we have all around us. So George and I wrote a song called I Keep Falling, talking about how we keep falling in love with each other over and over again, and I hope you're doing that as well with your significant others and with your kids and family. You know, I really believe you get out of life what you put into it, so if you give love, you're going to get it back. And so I'm going to share this song with you now, and when we come back, Dawn and Hawks right here on Texas Homegrown Music.
Well, here we are in Texas Homegrown Music, and I'm back with my guests, Dawn and Hawks, and um, Miranda Dawn and Chris Hawks. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having us. I'm excited about <laughs> Absolutely. today. Absolutely. So um, just to give you guys a little background on this, I went to see John Fulbright um, in October, and these two got up on stage, and they just blew me away. First of all, I have a heart for a husband and wife team, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, everybody that listens to the show knows, because I talk about it all the time with George and I, and, and all of the mishaps that go on when you tour with your significant other but um i have a special place for for couples that do this because uh, first of all what a beautiful thing for you to be able to spend your life together making music and making people happy that right there is just the ultimate right absolutely it feels like such a gift i mean i never thought it could be so organic and natural and like fun you know all of it I was thought but being there in are a... moments. I don't know yeah. about you guys. Oh, yeah, there are moments. Well, there being are in a band, being in a band uh, already kind of feels I... like feels like being married when you're in a band a little bit already. So it's like that's true. There are <laughs> well, the that's dynamics. so true. And I and, and and you know I've got I've been very fortunate to have some players um, with me that I've had for decades. Literally, yeah. my bass player is going on twenty years. Um, but I can tell you, and my bass player will be the first one to tell you, there are moments yeah. that George and I will get up on stage and we are literally just pissed at each other. And I'm thinking, how are we going to get through this night? <laughs> and um, and, and it, without question, most of the time before the third or fourth song, we're, you know, we're, we're, grabbing each other's pinky we have a little thing you know that's like let it go i love you let's (laughs) let it go and ultimately we end up laughing about it but we've we've definitely had some (laughs) some moments how about you guys oh yeah definitely i feel like the moment we're on stage well chris told me this once where he's like when you're on stage there's really no like faking the emotion whatever you're feeling in that moment it's just gonna be there bare because that's how you express music is like authentically. Mm -hmm. And so if we're in a place where we're like at odds with each other, that tension's probably going to be felt in the music, but neither one of us want to, like we love the music so much, we're going to commit to it, which I think is sort of the metaphor for the relationship too. We love each other so much, we're going to commit to making it the best we can. So it's like somewhere in the music, we seem to make up and the energy changes and it's not yeah. through words, it's through the music, you know, and like looks we're giving each other. And, and then we just forget what we were fighting about. And I wish that all marriages could have music to make up. <laughs> Absolutely. Be better. Well, you know, and, and, and for us, and I know you guys too, we have so many songs that we've written together and written mm-hmm. about one another and about, you know, circumstances feelings changes and we'll end up doing a song and just looking at each other like oh come on now this is exactly what we're talking about here and um it's a beautiful thing but so i would be remiss if i didn't let people know um how you guys got together and um a little bit about the voice and what that did for you guys because i you know I, I've had a lot of artists on the show that have done the done those things, and everybody's got the same thing to say. Um, you know, ultimately, it's like uh, it's a little bit contrived a lot of times, and they're looking for a story, mm-hmm. and they want to try to make something extreme. And if you try to stay authentic to what you want to do, they don't really like it because yeah. they want to have control. Yeah. But um, give me a little backstory on the 
I, I know you guys met because it's on your website that, you know, Chris asked you to dance. But there's obviously so much more than that. But g- give us a little story because, uh, you know, I, I personally am interested because I see so much love between the two of you. I want to know how the universe brought it together. You go for it. Okay. We Yeah, we met. Um, you got that right. We met while uh, at a blues bar dancing to the blues. I asked her to dance. And uh, and then we talked on the dance floor and just briefly got to know each other. We were actually friends for a while. After that. Yeah. And um, it, I think like... Like just... friends because you were both in other relationships? Yeah. That but and... also, like he was... We were doing different kinds of music at the time. Like he was right. in a rock band. I was in a blues soul funk band. So the... We didn't see each other as musical partners immediately. Um, but while we were dancing together that in that first, you know, meeting, he did ask me, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a songwriter. What do you do? And he's like, me too. And so that we hadn't heard of each other. So that was just like a weird, wait, what's your name? Wait, you are? She said that when I asked her name, I asked her to repeat her name. She knew I was going to look her up. I was up. like, he's going to look <laughs> me up later. No <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then we were friends. I think the first time that, um, you know, we had an undeniable connection was probably through music, you know, and that's such a, a palatable feeling that, you know, you experience whenever you, it's an intimate experience sharing music with someone, especially if you like connect and sort of feel kismet when you're doing it, that um, I think at first, you know, we both probably thought, is it just, we just have a good time playing together? Is it that I'm really into this person? And so there was a little bit of... Uh, you know how every couple has that that moment where they have to have an open conversation be like what's going on how do you feel about me <laughs> but it was uh it was double sided because we had it with the music too but it just felt really somebody's calling us i'm so sorry let me go turn that off. All right, go for it. It's all right. Well, I'll tell you, um, it's kind of very similar cuz George and I were the same way. We got together um because I hired him to be in my band, and I know a lot of people that are listening to uh, of course this, that would happen have have heard this story before. But um, yeah, I hired George to be in my band, and we became friends. We were both in relationships. I was living with the keyboard player. He was in a relationship, and we became friends. And ultimately, when we started dating, I thought, oh my god. I've already messed this up because he I've told him all of my secrets. He knows all the things that I do. And ultimately, it really was the best thing ever. Because I was our story. Golly, you're, I think you're, we had the exact same story. I had what? That, yeah, I had that same <laughs> that same vibe. I, I've I felt like I had uh, it was a thing that sort of pulled relationships apart before music was, and having it be something that drew it together uh, that we didn't have to. You know, there wasn't jealousy surrounding music. It was something that we shared, and being able to be. It was the first time that I felt so transparent. You know, and I felt like I could share anything and everything with her and it was so freeing I have, so free. I have to tell more of the story so uh-huh. we you know we danced that night but it was probably a good six months before we actually saw each other again and um i mean i think we'd been walking in the same circles but we just hadn't run into each other again and so he yeah, came to circles yeah, really, yeah he came to a songwriter night that i was ho- hosting at the time and he walked in and i was like you said you were a songwriter. Let me hear you. And I like pushed him on stage to play and he was really great. You know, that was the first time I'd heard him, just him and his acoustic guitar because he wasn't with the whole rock band. And so um, the premise of the 
songwriting club back then was that you had to write a new song each week and you had to use the same lyric that everybody else was using. And then I would post them all on this website. And so I used to call him my star A student because after that he started writing a song every week. He would fully record and produce it, turn it in early. And I was like, there's Chris Hawks, my star A student. He started coming <laughs> into the weekly songwriter thing, helping me run sound. Like he was just like my right hand man. And that was when, like you said, I started telling him everything. And then I started doing interviews just like this on my website where I was interviewing songwriters totally because I was just curious about their creative craft and I interviewed him. He was one of the first ones I interviewed. And I remember asking him questions and being like, there's more to this guy than I realized. Like, there's more behind his him being technically proficient and hilarious and making me laugh all the time. Like, he's got stories from where he came from and what music means to him. So I think that was the moment where I was like, oh, no, I think I'm falling for him. And then <laughs> the next day after that that interview, we were at, you know, the bar where there's the regular songwriter. Um songs in the round and I I was sitting at the bar because I was there early and he was there early too and I remember him turning to me and being like okay so what I didn't tell you in the interview was and then he just like spills all the secrets that couldn't be recorded and I was like oh yeah and then I spilt all my secrets and I was like oh no we are in for it <laughs> this oh, is no. it <laughs> and we hadn't even sung together at that point oh wow we sung together after the showcase while we were wow. all sitting around tonight, in a circle tonight. late at night after the bar's closing we're sitting in a circle just swapping songs. Everyone's going around in the circle. And I play this song that he's never heard that I wrote a long time ago. And he just picks up a guitar and he starts singing harmonies like he knows it. And I think both of us were just like shook with that Long moment. away at the connection. And he was like, have you recorded that? And I was like, no, I can't without your harmonies. Like, He's like, let's record it. Let's do it. So we did. And then he secretly submitted it to Kerrville Folk Festival. And we made the new folk competition and went and performed together in front of all these people for the first time. And... I mean, then I feel like we just had it, music just had a life of its own. It really was a thing where I feel like the music pulled us forward and we just followed and we're like, is this really happening? This is cool. This is fun. Oh, that is beautiful. Well, obviously, the, it was the music that brought you together and that makes it even more special and more, um, you know, more in line with the reason why I just was so blown away with the connection that I saw up there. I really was. I was so, I was watching, you know, I don't know, being a musician and being an artist, I go to concerts and I go to see people and I see things that no one else is looking for. I look oh, yeah. at the, what's going on in between, b between the musicians, what, you know, I can feel the energy and understand all that. And I can also recognize when things are not there. I totally, um, you know, we saw, we went to see Bishop Gunn um, the night after they opened for the stones and, um, and we knew there was something going on. I could tell. And like within months, their band broke up and we yeah. talked mm. about it Called later it. about how we, we could sense it and feel it. And so um, yeah. I, I definitely saw the, the, you know, the unique, um, I don't know, the force between the two of you guys is just amazing, and it's just Thank beautiful. You. I'm glad so you thought gonna, that means a lot I to me. I want to play this song that you just dropped um, okay. called Here Comes the Future, and what a fun song about um, the sadness about what's going on in our world <laughs> yeah. um, in, a, in a fun way. I really like the parodies. I like the way you guys um, you know, included so much of what we're all questioning. Um, one of the things that I'm concerned about right now is this whole artificial intelligence that seems to be taking over and totally. um, you know taking the humanity out of our world but mm -hmm. um, tell me a little bit about it the song and uh, what it means to you and I want and everybody to hear go for it <laughs> <laughs> 
So we were in a songwriting uh, focus group in um, Bentonville, Arkansas, Northwest Arkansas. And a friend of ours, uh, we were talking about different prompts, different ideas for songs. And a friend of ours said, uh, I thought it'd be fun to write a song with this phrase that some friends and I say to each other. Every once in a while after a night of um, drinking, one of us will have, you know, one drink, the, the drink that starts it all. And we'll say, uh-oh, here comes the future. And Miranda and I both were like, amazing. We were amazing. laughing at that. Love it. Here comes the future. So that song could have been about, it could have been about that sure. alone. But yeah. the phrase, sometimes phrases just sort of like, they want a song. It's almost like the phrase is like, write me, write me. And so I started thinking about it. Like, what does that mean? Here comes the future. What have, what has everybody been thinking about? Oh no, here's what's coming next. And, and I was thinking, I think throughout time, there's always been this underlying anxiety of like, what do we not know about that's coming next? Yeah. And I mean, like none of us could have predicted really COVID and how all that went down, right? Sure. So like, that's a perfect example of, uh-oh, here comes the future. And so I, <laughs> I used Google, handy dandy Google, to search, you know, what are all the things, the inventions, the things that have happened that people are like, been afraid of happening. And I was surprised that people were afraid of trains when they were only going 30 miles an hour. People were afraid of phones because they thought there were like ghosts in them or because they couldn't see the people. Yeah. Um, people have been afraid of a lot of things. And so then once we got on that kick about like, what are all the stuff that people kind of unnecessarily been really afraid of? Then we started having fun with it and laughing and making jokes. And it was, we were there with Eric Whitman, our, our friend, and the three of us were just playing with ideas. I mean, we had the best time laughing while making that song. Yeah. Well, it's a great song. I love it. I want to play it right now because I think it'll give everybody an idea of just, you know, I, I don't know, the the real giggles of how, of what you guys do. Mm. And yet it really hits you, too. It hits your soul. And, and, and the music is just amazing. So I'm going to play for you guys right now. Dawn and Hawks, Here Comes the Future. Brand new song. They just dropped it in January. Um, and so we'll be right back. We're going to talk about, I still want to hear about your little stint with the voice and all the things that you guys are doing now the the uh, album that you guys recently released and i'm sure you're writing and ready for another one as well and we'll talk oh, yeah. about that right here on texas homegrown music with yours truly maylee thomas and we'll be right back <laughs>
days of romance My dad asked my mom once if she'd like to dance Now you swipe right just to get in their pants Oh no, here comes the future Things move too fast, it makes me feel slow This progress has spun itself out of control We like new music but play one we know Some folks looked away I stared right in And I saw a new day No gender, no wars The computers have legs Oh lord Could this be the future? Oh Here comes the back with Dawn and Hawks. I know you guys are already impressed and you haven't even heard I mean, many of you I know have already heard heard of them before, but I know I'm introducing so many of you to their style. And wait till you hear some of the song, other songs that they do. I mean, the range is just amazing. But before we get to that, I, I know there's people out there, as soon as they heard me say the voice, everybody wants to hear about your the journey through these um, television shows. So tell me what that was like and, I mean, and well, sure. what you took from it that was positive and... Um, you know, because it is a launching pad a lot of times yeah. for a lot of people. I mean, if nothing else, just the downloads that you get from, you know, people wanting to hear oh, yeah. the song that you were featured on. Yeah, I know you guys have experienced that. You're close to a million, I think. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that is was very happenstance that it happened. And it feels really lucky. Like, we're grateful for it. It definitely changed it changed some stuff about our career for sure, which I'll, you know, share. But here's kind of how it happened. So you can and feel free to ask any questions. So we weren't looking for it. It was looking for us, apparently. We got an email, or I got an email, and it was like one of their producers saying, hey, come be on our show. And I was, I laughed at it and completely turned her down because I was thinking, I hadn't seen the voice. I was thinking like American Idol or Simon Cowell's like being real judgmental of people, and that's not my vibe. So I told her, there's so many reasons why you shouldn't pick me. I'm not competitive. I don't have a great big voice. I don't hardly even know any covers. How did you even hear about me? Because I didn't have like a whole lot of stuff out. And I said, and also, you know, Chris and I weren't married yet, but we were touring a lot as the two of us. And so I was like, also, my primary project right now is a duo. Like, this is my jam. And she responded back. And the only thing she said was, we want your duo. And I was like, wait, what? Nice. Yeah. So then she was like, look, just come to our studio that we're having here in Austin. We'll like get you straight in so you don't have to wait in line or anything. Just get in there and audition, come up with three songs, play them. So we were like, this is silly. This is like, I mean, it's sweet of them, but like we weren't real nervous about it because we didn't have a whole lot writing on it. And so we just went in and we did three songs that we do in our shows and we played them. I think it was shortly after we came back from from Europe too. Like we had done a few yeah. things that felt, you know, it felt 
like good little stable things to yeah, sort we of were establish having a, good year, a for sure. good trajectory, you know. And so it was like, this is like a fun thing to try. Yeah, why not? Easy. They invited yeah. us. Okay, we'll play. We'll figure it out after that. They immediately sent us in for interviews with the producers and were asking us questions. And again, because I really didn't think we were going to keep going, I was just laughing, making jokes, talking about Adam Levine. Like I was just having the best time. And they called us back and they were like, we love it. We love the jokes you made. You're going to California. And they invite us to California when we happen to have a tour already there. We already had it. And the nice. tour ended the day before we were supposed to be in California. Yeah. We were already there. We're like, Once we get again, our return. the universe smiling on you. Worst case scenario, we get our return flights covered on this. Totally. So let's just do it. Yay. So, I mean, they ended up putting us up in a hotel with all these other people. And and the other people were all just fantastic, They too. were. Was that was what experience. was surprising to me was that the entire experience was really positive. Yeah. I think that the crew, the producers, I think everyone involved... There's definitely like some some God smiling on him, something like that, right? The universe smiling on him. There's definitely some sparkle there. And I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was, but it all felt really positive. Um, even the other contestants who were there, I mean, we met them. They were from all over the country, and they asked us about touring, and we got to hear them sing, and we all sat around and did like fireside jams at night. That was our fun. It was and like Some of them have camp. kind of turned into lifelong friends. Totally. Too, like, One of the guys... On who we met there, Biff Gore, he ended up marrying us. Like he was our, he was our preacher for our wedding. So I mean, you just, you, I guess you never know who you're gonna run into and what that's gonna be like. So we made friends, and we got to do it together, which I think was probably a much more comfortable experience than some of them were having because we didn't have to leave our family. We brought each other. And we weren't really sure how it was going to, you know, if it was gonna transfer to our original material because that's really the whole point was sort mm -hmm. of to kind of uh, add some gas to the tank of what you know, we were already running in. And um, and then, uh, you know, a certain percentage of those folks that uh, saw us on there went and, and downloaded and listened to our, our original album so much that it charted on Billboard. Mm -hmm. And we had a couple of things like that that was like, this was such a, it felt... Uh, we felt really fortunate and lucky to have to, to yeah. have to have that performance represent us. And that was kind of that, that was the sense. goal. You know, we they let you pick what song you're gonna sing yeah. for your audition. Kind of. Kind of they yeah. give you a list of like two hundred pop songs that you could cover and I knew like two of them. Like I barely knew any <laughs> of the songs at all. So I'm going through it in alphabetical order by artist and the Beatles, I mean I didn't get very far, I got to B. Um, I was like, oh, sweet, there's Beatles songs on here. I'm going to know one of these. And the only Beatles song there, for some reason, was I've Just Seen a Face, which is not a super well known Wow, and one. that's such an obscure song for them. That's what I, mean, I not, thought. Not that it's obscure uh, for a Beatles fan, because right. You right, know, right. I love it and I love the message. Yeah. But um, for the for that being the list. No. Of, I was yeah. very surprised. But it was also the first song that my dad ever taught me to play on guitar. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, we got there. this. Like, I didn't even keep reading. I was like, come on, we're going to do our own version yeah. of this. Yeah. And so we just sat down and started playing. And that's, that is the weird magic that Chris and I have is that we can we, – there's some sort of, like, psychic thing musically that – I know people talk about that, but I've never experienced it until him. And it's there for songwriting and it's there for singing – where like, I don't think about the harmonies, they just happen. I don't think about the melody or the way we're gonna produce it very much, it just happens. And with songwriting too, that was another moment. In the very beginning, I had a song I was writing years ago. I'd not done much co-writing and he was helping produce it. So he's like talking to me about a verse and he's like, what if you change this word to that and this word to that? 
And they were exactly the ones where I felt a little funny. It was like he pinpointed it and he was like, just sort of change it that way. And I was like, where have you been? That's perfect. And so, yeah, it's been good in that way. And we just added that to the Beatles song and hoped that we wouldn't pass out on stage when we had to perform in front of millions of viewers. <laughs> I love that neither one of us realized it until we got up there. No. And we were like, oh, man. This uh, is like a big deal. Oh, it's no. Entirely, it's entirely possible that we could mess up in this moment. <laughs> we had not and thought that at all until we're on stage. That's how it will be forever. <laughs> I like well, you know, you guys have um, you you guys have an advantage because you'd already been playing together sure. and you've true. already kind of got that thing going. Yeah. And there is something special about the two of you being there. Having I can each imagine other, yeah. Kind of fall on one another. Oh, thank but, what I, I what I'm hearing that I that I am just smiling about is I can totally relate to um, the the sense of knowing uh, of you guys knowing where each other are going to go mm. and having this uh, this spiritual connection i'll call it or a soul tie if you want to call it something like that and i can totally relate to that and a lot of that is due to having played together and been together and shared so much of each other together i I just am so pleased that i finally got to meet you i think we're going to be friends i I know we're going to be friends i can already tell there's a there's a there's a cool vibe between us so uh, why don't you give me a little backstory on stardust i I, and hearing that you used to sing blues so Mm. my very first record's called rhythm of the blues i I grew up listening to um you know well i'm sure we're probably gonna have a lot of the same influences but as soon as i heard that song girl it it just it shows the depth of your voice and um it's it's one of my favorite songs on the record um but thank you give me stardust (laughs) and i want to i want to hear a little bit about it sure well that song thank you First, for everything you said, you know, um, I love the blues. That's just like my, oh, that's my happy place, right? And I, again, I don't have the biggest voice, so there's some intimidation about singing it, but there's also not because it just feels like home, right? And um, Okay, so wait a minute. I'm going to have to stop you. Go ahead. What are you talking about? You don't have the biggest voice. I don't. I don't. Um, Not compared to some people. (laughs) Well, well... The the thing about your voice is, does it cut through to your soul? I mean, oh, you yeah, yeah. And and you have that. Thank and you. so don't, you know, don't say that anymore. You've <laughs> oh, got a big you. voice, girl. You really do. And and the main thing is that you you capture people, and they you do have a big voice. So I, I feel like going. I've gotten to to learn that about myself in this setting where we play oftentimes two acoustic guitars and our two vocals, I've gotten to really see all that my voice can do. You know, when I was playing with the soul funk blues band, I was trying to belt over a full horn section and organ. And I, you know, I was like, my voice isn't big enough. I can't do this. But then you just change the the circumstances of the music and suddenly my voice can play. There's mm-hmm. room for it. Right. So that's what you see on Stardust. I think the, the productions like, drums and bass and there's a baritone in there that's gorgeous that Chris is playing and so yeah it really inspired me but I'll tell you how I wrote it then I'll tell you how we recorded it because the recording's funny but the writing it was really serious so we had a friend who had played bass with us um Mitch Vandenberg and he was on tour with some other musicians Chris Porter and they were in a car accident and they did not survive the car accident. And that was such a, a blow to our whole musical community. Um, yeah. And it, you know, definitely it was, it was a shock. And 
I was thinking about him when I wrote that song and it was probably three or four in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was sitting in the living room. We had just found out about him maybe like a week or two before. And we were in the middle of writing our album when our friend called and told us. And so I feel like Mitch is all over this album because we couldn't get him off our heart, of course. Um, so Chris was asleep and I was in the living room and I just, the song came over me. It, every once in a while that happens where it's just, I didn't mm -hmm. change a single thing from the moment I wrote it. I just pressed record on my phone, caught it, hoped I didn't wake him up, but also hoped that I could like remember it well enough in the morning. And in the morning I showed it to him and I mean, I wasn't sure I was doing, I was writing it mostly for me to get my, my feelings out, but he started just like tearing up and he was like, I think that's my favorite song you've ever written. That's going on our album. So, you know, sometimes I write songs that you I you can tell I was, I'm intimidated by, I'm like, Oh God, now I have to sing that song. <laughs> but I, I loved it so much that I just like, I pull from deep down to get the courage to sing it. And when we were recording it, there's a picture somewhere. Chris is literally holding my hand. My eyes are closed and I'm just like squeezing his hand while I'm singing. Cause I needed to pull on that anchor to get my voice out. Well, I'll tell you, that's probably why I love it so much. Cause I, the emotion behind that song is so real. And I, the, the minute I heard it, I was, it just sucked me in mm. and, and, and I kind of got, sad a little bit you know i could yeah. feel it i didn't i so i wanted to know what the story was about i knew there was some something deep about that and i'm very i'm i'm very keen to that kind of thing i'm i'm and i'm fortunate i've i feel fortunate to be able to to sense those kind of situations but I feel more fortunate that that um, I found you guys, and Me I'm too. so thrilled to have you on the show and be able to share your music with people. And I cannot wait to play this song. So I hope you guys are ready. You need to sit back, close your eyes, and let this girl take you for a beautiful ride called Stardust, um, and uh, with Miranda Dawn and Chris Hawks of Dawn and Hawks. And we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music. Let me hold you, little one. 
Well, I know you guys were blown away by that, and um, I cannot wait to see you again in person. And we're going to talk about that now, but you guys have been working on some new music. Tell me about yeah. it. Yeah, we've been out uh, recording with our family band uh, doing live capture, uh, which is something that we've, it's been kind of a joy to be able to set up and record the way that we do when we play a live show with Mm -hmm. the family band. So family band is called family band because my dad is in our band. He plays drums and mandolin um, at the same time. And so he's like our little LeVon Helm. He's so good. And I feel lucky that we get to play with him. And then our very good friend we've been playing with for over a decade now, Zeke Beninate, plays bass. And he's our brother in in good music and good hair. And so we love him. (laughs) (laughs) Good music and good hair? Oh, yeah. You'll see. You see him. He's got gorgeous hair. Um, But, yeah, I mean, those two, we're just lucky to have them as our family band. They are our solid guys. And it's also fun for me to get to be bandmates and, you know, buddies with my dad and my husband. That's how That's nice pretty cool. is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask about that because you, um, I was going to ask if either one of you grew up around music, uh, musical people, and obviously you did. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I grew up, I actually grew up not far from y'all. And I, it was in Arlington, Texas, and yeah. a lot of my family was um, the, the type of folks that got their degree in music and then went on to be like real estate agents or start a blind repair company and do things like that. But a couple of them, um, one of my aunts in particular, she uh, has done a lot of arrangements and was kind of the church pianist. And um, and then another aunt taught uh, voice lessons, and my grandma did too. So I kind of I grew up a- around a lot of musicians that were more of the I guess the learned variety. Um, and so I was encouraged from an early age to sing and to be in choir and was in orchestra and all that kind of stuff. But I still remember the moment that I picked up a guitar and and it was a whole, you know, a mind splitting moment of just like, wow, I knew that I enjoyed music, but I had no idea until having this instrument in my hand, like how it felt, you know. And uh, so I grew up in that environment um, with parents that loved and appreciated music um didn't they didn't exactly know how I would be able to have a career in music though so it was pretty interesting because they were like you should go to art school because you could yeah have a you career. needed a back something yeah. to fall back on and, and so yeah the whole time I was in art school I was actually paying my rent by playing shows and doing all this <laughs> and finally I realized I had a moment where I um I had the option of going to class or uh, producing this band, like recording this band that um, uh, would have, it was going to pay my rent that day to work on that one project. (laughs) And I remember thinking like, man, no one's going to buy these clay pots that I'm making. (laughs) You know, maybe I should just. (laughs) I'd love to paint on clay. So you should, we should have gotten together. That's how I, that's how I paid my way through, through so much rent. You're probably much better at it than, than I (laughs) I I enjoy, but I I got a lot of I got a lot out of college. I got a lot of uh, education and in, in design and stuff that still I still get to use on like our album covers and stuff. So it's great. But um, but well, anyhow, tell me yeah. About I, this new record though, yeah. is it yeah. called? Is it with the family? It is, yeah. yeah. So family family band. We're still working on a title of the next record, but you know we're playing around with things like family dinner, potluck supper, something fun like that. 
Because when we're not playing music, that's what you'll find us doing is like sitting around the dinner table with my mom and dad playing cards, eating delicious food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love playing games and yeah. doing that. We're big. We're big on family games and, and yes. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You guys ever play um, bananas? No, you're gonna have to teach us now. It's a when great word game. Great word game. You got to You got Oh, I know it. what it is. It's like Scrabble, kind of, but. Right? Yes, yes, and you Bana- miss words. Bana- and, banana grams? Yeah. Yes, banana grams. Something and like then that. Rumeo. Have you heard of Rumeo? Another one that's uh. that you do. Oh, it's, yeah. We, we, we're we big game people, so yes. yeah. Yeah, I'll have to turn All you right. on to some games. I'm not, I, I, I always send you guys a little bit of swag. I'm going to throw in the game bananas <laughs> when I send it to you this time. <laughs> you so much fun. <laughs> You're so cute. I love it so that's much. So, yeah. um, so when do you think you'll have the new record out? When, do you, when are you shooting oh, for? Oh, that's a million dollar question. I, I, I think probably end of the year, maybe or first of next year. Well, I think or we sooner. might, you know, it, it, we've because we've released albums, we might do a we might do a drip, like we might actually, you know, release songs individually. I think I because think you should, I yeah. think you should. I'm, I tell people all the time, the way the world is now, people are downloading singles yeah. and downloading mm-hmm. songs. Man, get the most out of it, yeah. and right, um, you know, just drizzle some drizzle <laughs> some songs to us here and there, and then just uh, you know, we can access the full album when you're finished doing all that i, I think yeah. that's I what think we're that's gonna try to you go. know we were in the studio a few weeks ago it was actually cool it's different than we've ever done it before we invited some of our patrons from from patreon you know our like monthly supporters yep. mm-hmm. to come in and be guests in the studio and so we had our live audience which for me was amazing because i have the hardest time performing not for like someone else like i'd bounce my energy off of them right so it was just calming and soothing and energizing to to have them there and um, and then we also had our good friend, Jeff Arnold, who's a filmmaker. He came in and he did one shots, which, you know, like, here comes the future. We just released the video of it. He just did one take shots of, like, I don't know how he did it. It looks like he was, from the video, it looks like he's a little bird that's just zooming around the studio, getting shots of everybody mm-hmm. while we're playing live. Um, and he did that for, like, four songs at least. So we're going we're gonna to release those as we release cool. the the single so you well, can see I'll look it forward to that for yeah. sure well you guys are going to be at saxon pub on valentine's so oh, yes. if you have if you guys are listening in austin make your plans go see them i mean i can't think of a better couple to go see on valentine's day oh, than this couple because not only do they make good music but they make good love too i'm sure oh, <laughs> i can so just sweet. tell i love it so yeah coming out um, Let's uh, let's definitely put something together in the future here to get you guys in our area, and I'll see you guys in Austin soon. I hope. Yeah. Thank you so much good. for being on the show. I just adore you both so much, and I'll be talking about them a lot, you guys, on the show. I've I've made some new friends, and I love this show for this very reason today. Being able to have this wonderful couple on and share the our love of life and love and music. So we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music and uh, talk about what we've got coming up next. If we get married, have a family I'd like to know you'd stay with me Stick it out through the thick and thin Need our love like oxygen Make it through all the restless nights Never let our love fade out of sight Faithful as 
as the morning light What's mine is yours and yours is mine Mine is yours, yours is mine hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as I did. Getting to know Miranda and Chris of Dawn and Hawks was just such a pleasure. And they are such a tremendous couple, not only just by talent, but I'm sure you could tell just by the interview that they've really got sweet souls. And that's really important to me. So I hope you guys will continue to support them. Check out Dawn and Hawks and all the music that they release. You're going to love it. Well, I couldn't do the show without my support and all of the people behind it. I want to say thanks again to Connor Caldwell. I don't really give him enough kudos, but he's the producer of my show, and I'm I'm just so grateful to have him in my camp. Um, check out our website at texashomegrownmusic.com, and you can see some of the things that go on and what we've got coming up. But uh, before I go, I want to give kudos to my support, which was this would not be possible without. So Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law, thank you for being there for me every week and allowing me to come into people's homes and their lives and share the goodness of Texas music. So peace out, everybody. Remember to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. And I'm going to close the show with one of my favorite bands, the Buffalo Ruckus, a song called Habanero Honey. And uh, this is a recording that they did at Texas Music Revolution last year. And I'll tell you, 
I believe that they played this song for me in the studio a few years ago before they even released it, and I fell in love with it then, and I still love it now. I hope you're a habanero honey to someone, and we'll see you guys next time right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Peace out, everybody. Just a little bit